Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Tommy boy. How are you today? Good, how are you? I am fantastic. You've been up doing some endurance racing, huh? A couple of them. Yeah. So not only, you know, a lot of people go for for, for the gusto. They they do one, and they, you know, they take a break. They're like, man, I did it. You're going back to back. Back to back to back. Did three in the past two days. And, nice. uh you know, God willing, we might do another one tonight. But uh, top fun. fives and all of them too, huh? Absolutely, yeah. Not, not. Uh, well, you know, I think we did officially get a top five, or I should say, uh, unofficially get a top five because uh, the past two we've ran, or the sorry, the last one we either got a fifth or a sixth. But there's some people that ran out there by themselves. They're probably uh, practicing for Sebring, like I said. Um, so. Uh, uh, they get DQ'd at the end, and we we kept it clean. You get bumped up. We get exactly so uh, get up there, and we took the top five in this last one. But there was a loads of people in there. Sorry, I'm taking up everywhere. Yeah, um, right. There's loads of people in this last one. I mean, we're we're used to going into a, a room with maybe I'm gonna say twenty to thirty, because we we've been doing the later one in the the early morning, I guess I should say, and. Uh, um now this this morning here at the it was the nine o'clock hour time uh eight o'clock for mr Ariton there and love running road course with a guy named Ariton. it makes me just feel so official i mean with the name <laughs> with the name like Ariton, you have you no choice be to driver. be a racer yeah absolutely good morning brooks um but uh so uh a lot of people in this one like i said so it goes from like 30 and it jumps to 146 this morning so uh sebring sunrise on iRacing what a fun one uh i i was feeling better this morning with it than i was last night and you could ask him it took me like 14 laps to pull an out lap i was like man this is getting excessive i don't know if I'm not, it's looking a little rough after coming off our first one man going into it everything feels just fantastic into that first enduro race and you couldn't ask for anything better you're, you're getting a good run you're feeling it and uh, you, you come out and you finish second officially. I mean, we, we ran out there in second, got a third overall. So that means we're, we're beating, and we're in the AMG. So we're beating yeah, it's a nice car. GTEs. Like oh, yeah, absolutely. Very uh, drivable. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, just absolute loads of fun. And then I come out last night, uh, like I said, early morning, and just wasn't feeling like I was the day before, but uh, put it out there okay. And then this, this morning, I, I put it into a wall and crunched up the the right it side. Happens. It happens. And I told him, I was like, man, I might have to come in. You're going to have to take this a little earlier because I can't see my apex <laughs> over there. I didn't realize like how much you rely on that until it's gone. <laughs> so I uh, feel the view a little crazy. But hey, we get to talk all about this with a, uh, a special guest yeah. we got today. I'm looking forward to that. We got James Baldwin on the show. James is a uh, or the world's fastest gamer. That's right, the world's fastest. That's, that's a gamer. pretty strong uh, title to have. Absolutely, and, and from what I was looking into, because you know me and my research and yep. everything like that, uh, I, I was able. It looked like they they take different games, so it looked like he's playing F1. It looks like he's playing uh uh Gran Turismo it looks like he's doing a little eye racing uh Assetto Core so I'm not sure exactly the game so I can't wait to talk to him uh a little more today and we'll have him here shortly but uh fun thing about being the world's fastest gamer 
old Jensen Button picked him up, and he's going to run the GTE uh, for that uh, Jensen Button. It's the, uh, what is it, the RT, oh, goodness gracious, RTC maybe? I'm going to have to, RTJ. I'm, I'm terrible. I should have had that. Goodness gracious. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to uh, uh, James all about that. Can't wait to talk about that because we got Sebring coming up. We do, we uh, do. So, and, and you know, I, I'm training for it. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I told Ashley, I was like, "Hey, I got a 12 hour race coming up." She's like, "All right, that's cool." I was like, "All right, I'll give I might you, have to get in on that. I'll get you a schedule." It's like, so you know when I'm 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 spotting and when I'm uh, on the on the road and when I'm available because if if it's not in the available section, then uh, I really need you. To, to help me <laughs> you, need, you need to get a light system upstairs exactly. so like there's a red and green light <laughs> just right out doorway. here <laughs> you have a switch down here so you know it's green it's okay <laughs> red, you're no. Good to go. no yeah don't bother me yeah, exactly <laughs> that's good right there <coughs> excuse me so uh i thought you look like you're going for something um good morning grant good morning cj you know, a lot of people popping in here thank you everybody we really appreciate everybody out there and uh, I was going to say CWTV, but checkers and records, <laughs> all you checkers and records. I mean, you know, it's, 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 all, it's all the same. It's all one. Yeah, exactly. So uh, absolutely. Thank you all for joining in and having some fun with us today. Which uh, real fast, we'll give some shout outs. Uh, first of all, give a shout out to our brothers over at uh, Black and White Sports. Yes. They are uh, doing their live show every Wednesday from Royal Blue Sports Bar. And they have a special show coming up. Is it? This Saturday or next Saturday? I believe it's next, but they are actually back in the layer. The sports layer this week. Yeah, so uh, kind of switching up the view and uh, keeping it interesting mm -hmm. on us, absolutely. So, uh, uh, so yeah, they're going to have a big show in a couple weeks. Uh, it's going to be, um, can't think of the name of the barbershop right now. Legends. Legends. Absolutely. Legends Barbershop, and they're going to have some uh, special guests on there. Uh, we're in the hat. Yeah. Pacers, yeah. Eddie Gill. There you go. So if you're an uh, Indiana native, you know that. <laughs> Look what he says. That just got me laughing. I saw, I I saw the first like three three words. I was like, oh yeah. <clears throat> oh goodness. Yeah, uh, Brooks. We'll uh, we'll we'll get into that here a little bit later. So uh, we're not putting you off. No, <laughs> no, Brooks. He'll stay on for the. Oh yeah. Oh, we're yeah. on for oh, two yeah. and a half hours. That's what I, Brooks. He'll he'll make his wife and kids ride along in the car listening to Checkers and Records. I feel good about that. Thank you, too. Brooks. Appreciate Brooks that. is a true supporter and fan. And I'm loving that he's up there right now. Man. I am too. I am too. <laughs> so, uh, but hey, it's it's your turn to shine right now. It's time for the, hold on a second. I can't ever remember. Is it uh, this one or the one of 12 uh, or 24? Is it 12? Okay. We'll we're try, gonna go we'll for try it. it. Yeah, I think it is. All right. It's time. time, time. For the Checkers and Records. <laughs> holds on to it as long as he could there right on that was a good one you, you, you didn't think your voice would crack like i a, didn't either i didn't either. 13 year old boy did nah. you hey hey it's it makes you feel good at least right yeah maybe makes i'm you feel just young. Now at 47 i'm hitting puberty finally yeah, i don't know about that but maybe there's everything's finally coming in there's there, still hope exactly you're not as old <laughs> as you thought you were there but hey in uh typical 
Tommy Boy fashion, we got to hit these picks. But uh, didn't hit too bad on my checker pick. No. Obviously not the uh, the finish he wanted. Uh, but, but still respectable. Absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. you know, really cool. Uh, I, I had Jimmy Johnson there. Mm-hmm. Really cool to see uh, his, his wife and kids uh, wave the flag. I, I'm thinking to myself, man, if I was his wife, I probably would have been holding that flag because – I know Charlie, man. He said, ha! Yeah, squirming. <laughs> he just dropped it, <laughs> you know? I don't know if uh, if that's ever happened. That'd be interesting to uh, a little uh, trivia. I'd like to know if the the uh, uh, the flagman ever dropped the flag onto the track. I'm sure it's happened uh, before. I, I would almost be Especially willing to bet that it's happened at In F1 with the dude's prancing back in the day, <laughs> and he's, like, doing a baton, uh, like, old school act. Because you figure like Daytona and Talladega and some of the super speedways where that flag stand at, they're coming by there and oh, you're they're hauling it. the mail. <laughs> you're feeling so it. So you're getting a big wind gust coming along. So if you're not holding on tight to that flag, see ya. Right. So uh, I, I don't know if I said it or not, but Jimmy Johnson finished in seventh. Yes. So a top 10, uh, obviously. Respectable. But it, with a track he has had so much success on and uh, uh, just, you know, being his his back backyard, if you will. Right. Uh he he wanted a little more out of it, and the Chevy showed the power. Uh, they they they're showing that they, hey, it's not 2019. Right. Chevy's came to play, but because uh, I think last year the Chevy struggled a little bit. Oh, hard. Yeah. Where this year I think Toyota's struggling a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, past two years Ford's been the dominant manufacturer. As much as that kills me to say that on the on the long haul, yeah, yeah yes. absolutely. Yep, I'm with you there, and we and we'll hit that a little in the uh, the NASCAR bit here. But uh, hit him with your your check. I had uh, Kevin Harvick, who brought it home to a fourth place finish, or is that ninth? That's a ninth. That's a ninth. Yeah, still nice a try. top ten. <laughs> yeah, hey, still so a top yeah, ten. I'll, I'll, we'll take that. Yeah, but, I uh, mean, it's not often that we're in the top ten together, and, right? But hey, I'll I'll take the the, the two going finish. from the previous week. I'll definitely take that. We should start scoring this like uh, golf, keeping a tally, like see how far off we are <laughs> of the. Uh, uh we can do that the thing i don't know we'll have to go back and look at that but uh uh and then all those viewers with us that uh loyally put in their checkers and records picks of the week every week i love it man i love I do it too. i do too <laughs> and then uh so we go to record and here's where tommy boy hits it pretty good goodness gracious man anytime like and i'm starting to like really do some research because i'm thinking to myself okay last year like i had some picks i picked some good ones but man it was embarrassing it's like, God, I got to stop picking these guys that running out front. Like, I'm really trying to put uh, a good look into a wrecker. And darn it, I picked Kurt Busch. And he, he's he's out there this year. It's like he, he flipped the switch. And he's like, all right, Kyle, I, I'm going to show you. I ain't your washed up older brother here. So, uh, boom, puts it in third, puts it on the podium. So, uh, congrats to Kurt. Uh, really keeping his composure this year and and slinging that monster car around you know not to get too deep into it i'm kind of liking the um, evolution of kurt bush i mean you know he went from that young kid where he was just a hothead and a loose cannon right to now he's kind of toned it down laid back and he he's kind of one of those guys now on the pits that you know you look up to kurt bush he's he's a veteran Oh yeah, and I could and it just once again, and then like I said about Clint Boyer last week, it almost looks like Kurt Busch is out there and he's starting to have fun with it. It's not 
And he's, Once you he's relax in, and, and you don't have that pressure and just go out there and drive. And and some of these guys, they're not meant to drive for for Gibbs. They're not meant to drive for Hendricks. They're not meant to and then they find that owner that they jive with, that they that they relate to or just something. And and, I, and boom, they're they're they hit that second uh uh spurt in their career, if you will, and, and it can really I mean, we've seen it with with a few drivers, yeah, and yeah. like I said, I think Boyer being one, and uh, uh, Kurt Busch, I, I think that's a good good point of yours there. Yeah. Um. So, uh, my record, I had Matt D. Probably not what you thought he was. No, thirteenth. <laughs> I well, I wouldn't really consider that a record. Not I mean, for top D. Fifteen. Not no. for old D. Benedetto. So I I didn't do too good either on I'll my tell record you, pick. Anytime you pick that guy, he's like, no, I I think uh, it, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm gonna stay away from him the rest of the season. You pick him as a checker, he's gonna be a wrecker. You pick him as a wrecker, he's gonna be a checker. Dark horse. You don't touch him, he's gonna win. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> so because the week we'll I didn't touch him, he finished like third, <laughs> right, or exactly. second, or whatever it was. If if you'd have picked him as a wrecker, he probably he may have won that yeah. one. You never know. So uh what do you have uh for a dark horse? Not doing what uh what he did the first couple weeks, uh Nemechek there. John and, Hunter uh, Nemechek. Yep, exactly. J H. Yep. I like how they put that up there. J H. Like you needed uh like I mean Nemechek works in my mind, like Joe is way he he's well, gone. His he, dad raced yesterday in the Xfinity race. Oh, did he yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, see, I didn't catch that. I was yep. out with uh, Addison, took my daughter out on a, a little uh, daddy-daughter dance. So. And speaking of that, while I'm thinking about it, his dad was in the Xfinity race and ends up hitting the wall. But I wouldn't say it was his fault unless he was riding the brakes. He had a brake rotor explode. Oh, wow. You say so that. So when it exploded, <laughs> cut the tire down, he comes to a turn, shoots right up in the wall. <laughs> I bet that cut a tire down. I yeah. I would have to have my brown pants on. Oh, yeah. A brake rotor explode. For one, it has to make a god-awful noise. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then for two, you're just along for the ride after that. So cause... you say that, and immediately in my head, and I know if Brad was on right now, he'd say the same thing. Have you seen that video of the F1 car? He hits the brakes into the corner. Yes. And boom. Yes. Both yes. tires just explode, man. So uh, and yeah, Brad is on right now. Is he? He's, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna say something right there on that. So, uh, um, yeah, man, that's uh, just like you said. At that point, number one, you have no idea what happened, and number two, you're along for the ride. But yeah. it just cracks me up too because I used to work in a parts store, and I've seen people carry half a rotor, and they're like, "Can you turn this?" No, I can't. It's like, why? It's like I see the fins. You're not supposed to see yeah. those. They kind of tear up the machine back there, you know. So uh, I, I just picture that you just getting half the rotor. God only knows where the other half's going at that right. point. But it's a uh, a very dangerous object. So uh, it's a little heavy, but probably literally disintegrates. Yeah, I, I bet after the heat and everything like that, because uh, that's just a massive piece to have explode. Oh, absolutely. The only thing I can think of that would be a, a more like shocking what the heck just happened moment is when Kibitza hit the uh, sewer cap and it came up. And yes. <laughs> yeah, when he sucked the sewer cap. Yeah, you cap had no up. idea because you're, you're hitting that every time. That's your line. And you hit it that time and it's like a bomb went off under you. It's like, oh my God, somebody's trying to kill me. And it just shows you how much airs moving underneath the car oh, to be absolutely. able to suck a manhole cover up off the ground oh 100 percent, yeah so but uh so my dark horse i had um 
He did it in the, with the candlestick in the library. <laughs> Cole Custer. The old colonel. Colonel. <laughs> Brought it home to 18th there again. Not the finish he wanted either, which he is a rookie. And these so guys, top 20 is not bad. No, but I think we all thought these guys were going <laughs> to jump in here and really put it to it. And it kind of gives me a glimpse of... Uh, I'm not going to say hope because I've never given up truly on NASCAR. It's not what it used to be, obviously, in my mind. But um, these these veterans are out here, and they're saying, man, you might be good. This still are. The, the, you, oh, yeah. Lagana, they, I mean, they're still pushing them back. They they got some learning to do. But I, I'll tell you what, man, if, if one of these guys can catch an early win, watch out. Because if they get that momentum going and they get that, uh, uh, what's the – the word that i'm looking for the uh um oh my goodness confidence right if they get that man a podium would do numbers for these guys so uh oh yeah especially a rookie i mean and, and another thing too you're used to you know coming from the xfinity series you're used to running up front and that's gonna do now you're not <laughs> right that that can really break your ego right because i'm sure in the back of their mind even they're thinking to themselves like I'm going to compete. Like, no, they're, they're not thinking I'm going to win like I did back in Xfinity. But in their head, they're thinking, I got to ride, number one. And number two, I can sling this thing. I'm young. That's that's They're, they're young. And, and I'm not taking nothing out of that. But in their head, they probably maybe thought a little bit to themselves that we, we might be able to compete and and this is a, a bit more of a struggle than we thought they would have, I think. Well, you know, so you got to take in consideration, too. I mean, one, it's a different car. I mean, wh whether you want to admit it or not, they're, Xfinity and the Cup cars are two different cars. I mean, you know, power is different. Downforce is different. Tires are different. You know, it's a different car. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to throw in the factor, too, that, you know, these guys, it's their first year probably working with this crew chief, working with this team. Um, so there's a lot of elements that are getting in here. You know, it's not as, as simple as, you know, him just going out and driving the car. No, not at all. And it's a different car. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. for I mean, and it's not, I, I think there's more of a change, changing teams in F1 than stepping up into a cup car, honestly. But it's not the same car, mm -mm. and it's not like you said. It's not the same. You're getting used to a whole whole new game. You're probably moving from your old home. I mean, you're in a whole new state, possibly. Um. Well, I, you know, with Custer, he stayed with Stuart Haas because that's who he ran with in Xfinity. Uh, Reddick, he was with uh, Childress in Xfinity, and that's who he's with on the Cup side. Bell was with Gibbs in, X, in Xfinity, and he's with uh, I can't remember the name of the team, but technically it's right gibbs so but but still i mean you know a lot of these race shops some of them don't even house the xfinity cars in the same shop as they do the cup cars where some of them have you know this side's xfinity this side's cup there's just a lot of elements going in and, and i'm sure these young guys will find their stride you know, this is only the third race of the season. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can't throw in the towel yet. You know, let them, let them get acclimated to the car, the team. Let everything start gelling. 
And, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Reddit, Custer, or Bell get at least one win this year. I mean, I really think all three of these kids are that good. Oh, absolutely. And, and Brandon asked, uh, and it's Levine Family Racing. Thank you, Mike. Yes, yes, um, yes. It is uh, uh, Brandon asked, what, who, who do we think would be the first win of the rookies this year? In in my mind, it'd be Bell. I, I would I would have to agree with you on that just because, and I'm not taking anything away from Reddick or Custer. Reddick, the thing, I would pick Reddick and say him first. But with, with that RCR team, I just don't know if they're at that level to get up there and compete. And, and like we said earlier, the Chevys have kind of made a bounce back this year. But that's more the Hendrick Chevys. Uh, right. Stenhouse, the Chevy he's in, seems to be running good. And, and I was going to say that earlier. You know, when you said, you know, guys making changes to teams and they're comfortable driving, Stenhouse goes from Roush to the team he's with now, and he just looks like he's out there having fun. And he's running decent. Right. So I, I would have to say Christopher Bell, too. I think that he he has the capabilities to put it in winner's circle first. But I could be wrong. Like I said, all three of these kids are, are – they're, they're going to have – huge careers in the cup side oh, i could yeah, see yeah. all three of them being a champion right yeah i would agree with that we've we've spoke on that before and uh i i do i think uh uh bell just he he seems to he's struggling right now i think he's having the hardest time out of the three it seems out of these uh yeah first uh few but uh i i think he he kicks it on and uh he i don't think he has a problem really uh really getting it on there so uh uh, get it on <laughs> like you said they just have to hit their stride and that's they their, do that's the thing let, let, so. let all of them get together and get some races underneath their belt and then you know come mid-season let's see how they're running right absolutely i agree with that there so uh and while we're on nascar uh did you see and i don't remember if we talked about it last week or not the bush clash oh yeah it flipped to Road uh, course. yeah at Daytona yeah. yeah so uh that and we're seeing Xfinity kind of make that move <clears throat> now this is the second one from uh, uh the first one is uh, here so in it's Indy. gonna be it's gonna be Xfinity on the road course at Daytona next year and the Bush Clash will be on the road course at Daytona you're still gonna have the duels on the oval and of course the 500 on the oval mm -hmm. so how do you feel? about them taking the bush clash even though it's a non-points pain race and taking it off the oval and putting it on the road course uh i mean i'm all right with that because number one it's a non-points and i mean number two where we're, we saw what happened to ryan newman and people asked nascar to come out and make a move and and do things like that and hey they have this available why not run it there so yeah it gives them an, another <clears throat> maybe Maybe not that race, the Clash. Maybe your second race at Daytona do it. I, I don't know. I like running that, though, and I like NASCAR kind of opening up the doors to more road courses and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm mixed on it. At, at first, I was like, well, you know, they're going to have to bring a whole different car for the road course race. But they're already bringing another car because most of them that run in the Clash, that car doesn't even run in the Duels or the 500. That car is just for the Clash. So you're already bringing a car just for that race, so that kind of voids that out. My biggest complaint, concern, whatever you want to call on this, 
is, you know, Daytona is the first race of the season. That's where these guys, a lot of these guys are using the clash. I mean, yes, they want to win it. But at the same time, you know, these guys are looking, okay, we made the clash. This is kind of like a test session for us. Right. Well, now taking them off the oval and putting them on the road course, they're not getting that test session. But how many cars, I mean, ended up taking uh, a, a backup car? Into I, the... I agree. Well, they had their other car for the the duels in the 500. But my only thing on that is, and, and, and I'm a road course fan. Don't me wrong on that. Not one, you know, I am a road course guy. But my thing on that is, that's not fixing the problem. You're avoiding the problem. No, and I and I see what you're you're saying there to a, to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. So, um, I I do. I I gotta. I I really can't argue that. So, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that here, uh, going forward. But uh, here the uh, our guest of the the day here he's ready to join in with us so let me uh let me give him a shout real quick and let him know we can uh we are good to go and i am excited to to really i mean what better way i mean we talk all things motorsports we do what better way to merge the two worlds right here than to talk to a guy that can do it on a console do it on iRacing do it do it on a pc and then do it on the the real road here. I mean, so. you're bringing sim racing and uh, you know like F1 together because with Jensen Button behind there, you know, I mean F1 ties. So. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's going to be driving in a McLaren. Uh, there's a video. We we'll, we will post. Uh, or actually, his YouTube link is posted on the video here. Check out uh, his page over there as he streams some uh, stuff as well. There, Brandon, I agree with your comment right there. I just don't think this is the 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 place to do the road course race. I, I would love them to take the Brickyard race and pull it off the oval and put it on the road course cup and Xfinity because IMS is not built to have NASCARs go around the oval, and it's a pretty boring race if you ask me. But, yes, I, I think they do need more road courses, but like I'm saying, moving just the clash to the road course is not fixing the problem. The problem is the pack racing, and and it you know we we've we almost lost Ryan Newman. I mean that that crash could have taken his life very easily. But so to me, you need instead of putting them on the road course, you need to fix the problem. You need engineers to come in here and look. Okay, what can we do different to make these cars race with each other better and a little safer? Right. So, all right, we we got uh, James on the line now here. We'll uh, get to James. James, hey, this is uh, Tommy and Howdy. You got a copy? Hello, yes. Hey, James. How, how are, you? are you doing, sir? I'm good. Checkers and wreckers. How are you? That's fantastic. I, I love, there's nothing better than a little accent on right. the checkers and wreckers there. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. So, uh, first off, let's, uh, let's start off telling everybody, uh, a little bit who the uh you know you got the flash and the the superhero world and we're talking to the flash in the gamer world you are the fastest gamer but tell everybody what that was about the world's fastest gamer competition that was about a two-week competition which resulted in uh one of the 10 gamers the finalists 
being awarded a season's racing for 2020 uh, in GT3, in the GT World Challenge, uh, racing for Jensen Button. So it was a two-week competition. It had a varied amount of tasks and uh, obstacles we had to overcome. Um, and I just came out at the end as the winner. So uh, that happened at the end of last year, November or October. So quite a long time ago now, but it still feels like yesterday. And it was an amazing experience. That's awesome. And, and I, I have to be a little fanboy right now. You mentioned Jensen Button. Did you get a meeting? Uh, so, no, not in the competition. Who okay. we did meet, though, is Juan Pablo Montoya. All right. Uh, Rubens Barrichello um, and a various, <laughs> another, uh, you know, other driver instructors. But this season, I'm racing for Jensen Button's own team. So, no nice. doubt, I'm going to be, you know, seeing him, coached by him, know, yeah. speaking to him, <laughs> and maybe a teammate with him later on the season. There's a rumor of that happening, but who knows? That would be just absolutely, that's kind of like a, a dream come true to a lot of people. No and, doubt. And that kind of leads me uh, into, into another question that we had here. And <sighs> sorry, I'm not keeping to like any, uh, any uh, order here that I sent you. But uh, no, 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 no. Uh, with that there, um, what, do you, what, what do you think, uh, uh, did you have any favorite series or any favorite drivers uh, growing up that you were watching? Because I'm sure you watched uh, Jensen growing up in in uh f1 yeah so i mean my favorite series has always been formula one i think it probably will be to be fair uh got me into the sport when i was four favorite driver when i first started was juan pablo montoya oh, so wow, okay. okay that was at the time when he was the only driver really taking it to schumacher so right to meet him at the end of last year throughout the competition was so sick that was amazing um jensen button of course one of the people you know i admired to be because he was british as well which you know, resonates with me quite a lot. Um, it was, yeah, Formula One was mainly my the series I only watched. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to watch a little bit of you know Le Mans, IndyCar, but nothing really on the scale as how much I used to watch F1. Very nice there. So uh, just uh, that's really cool there because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Juan Pablo Montoya actually won one of the world's fastest gamer competitions. Did he not? Uh, yeah, so he won the recent competition in Miami, Miami's fastest gamer, and he beat <laughs> all of us sim racers. Very nice. So, I mean, that's just so, really cool to uh, just sit down. I mean, does that put any nerves into into you? You're sitting next to your uh, your idol that you grew up watching on the track, and here you get to race him, and, and you get to put it to him wheel to wheel. A little bit, but um, <laughs> I was in my territory. I was in the sim. I thought, you know, maybe Fair he's enough. a bit nervous, but... Uh, he came out as the winner, so obviously not. That's a really good way to put that. I mean, you kind of have really to is. go into that, uh, to thinking that. And, uh, I mean, man, you, uh, you, you led me square into that other one. And uh, what do you think is the, uh, the biggest hurdle for yourself stepping onto the, uh, the GT3 uh, class, correct? Yes. Over, right. and then uh, on top of that, what do you think, uh, as far as the sim world, what does that bring in uh, or for you that maybe these other guys that uh, uh, have been on the track most of their, their lives and stuff, uh, obviously they do the simulators and things, but not to your extent. Uh, so how does that work in your favor there? I, I think it's an advantage um, in many ways because a lot of people have you know seen sim racing is so competitive and esports especially that you have to push yourself to a level that is beyond I think a lot of real life racing championships. Um, 
I mean, that's very naive of me to say that because I could go into this championship and be blown away, but I don't know. Um, but I do think, having come from a karting background, and I did a little bit of real racing before I went into sim racing, that sim racing is so competitive and the competition is so fierce. Absolutely. That, yeah, I mean, you obviously agree with me as well, that it's going to be an advantage going into the new season. I'm not going to give it up. A lot of people have asked me since I've won, will you stop sim racing? And it's like, no way. I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to continue to compete in competitions where I can. And hopefully that will keep me nice and sharp for the real racing season as well. Well, and that leads me into a good uh, question here. You know, you said you had karting background. And, you know, I I've ran karts when I was younger. But I think nowadays with the sim racing, that is such a, a great tool for, like, if you've never been to a track you can get on there and run lap after lap after lap and get that in your memory. So when you actually do get your car out on the track, you pretty much know the whole track layout already. Yes. I mean, the thing is a lot of tracks now on certain simulators, like a certain Corsa and I racing, they're laser scanned. So right. they, and I, a way to, I recognize that was I went to Laguna Seca throughout world's fastest gamer and drove on it. And then, you know, obviously I've driven Laguna Seca at home on the sim it's exactly the same. Right. It, I mean, you're talking <laughs> details as well, like the type of gravel that you, you know, use, the type of wow. curb that's on which, on which corner. It's just mental. And that's an interesting, though. Like, I, I would have never thought, like you said, like there, just to the details of the gravel. But yes. yeah, I mean, you hit that gravel in a, in a real car and you're going to go to that feeling that you're used to. So yeah, I mean, that, that makes a lot mm. of sense. Well, to be honest, like after two laps in Laguna Seca on the real track, I thought, I'd been doing it for a very long time. And technically I have, you know, back at home on the sim. Right. And a way I prepared for World's Fastest Game a lot was using VR, um, the Oculus Rift. I feel like that is a really good tool to use if you're going to go into real life racing. And I still do that today. Uh, just because the way you look into a corner is completely different compared with looking at a screen. I would have to agree with you. I, I use the Oculus Rift as well. And I, and you know, nice. I, as soon as I switched to VR, I mean, just the, uh... The immersion, the feel, the way you drive, it yeah. It, it, it I I don't want to sound cliche or anything, but it almost I, I think it made me faster right off the bat, just because how you really? can look at the turn and and the tracks right there. It's like you're sitting in the cockpit of the car. To be honest, I had the opposite effect. I was always really quick on the screen, but then I used VR and I was like a second and a half to two seconds off the pace. But it took me a while to train my kind of way of thinking to look into a corner differently as you would in real life. And then when I've gone into real life, I've already known how to, you know, to use that technique. So VR is a really good tool, in it my is. opinion. It is. Now, see, I'm on trips and uh, with everything I do between broadcasting, podcasting and, and just having fun in here, uh, I, I can't get myself off of that just yet. <laughs> but uh, uh, what else? I mean, you, you said you're running that Oculus. What else are you running? Uh are you a, uh, something tells me you're a fan of tech guy as far as the wheel? Yes, good okay. guess. Uh, <laughs> Direct drive? Uh, no. So okay. Unfortunately, um, I've only been in this industry for about two years, so wow. I've had to build up, you know, through winning prize money and stuff. I've got two rigs at the moment. One's just a GT Omega rig with a Thrustmaster TGT on it. That's mainly for Gran Turismo uh, GT Sport. The other rig, the one I'm sat on as we speak, is the rig I use for pretty much everything. And it's a, a PlaySeat F1 rig. It's got a Fanatec V2.5 club sport wheel with V3 pedals. Um, so it's not direct drive, but um, I'm trying to save up for a proper rig, you know, a Leo Bodner direct drive on a SimLab kind of chassis. 
that's my goal, but it just takes a lot of money. Right. Yeah, it does. I just uh, I just recently upgraded to the Fanatec uh, Club Sport 2.5 and the V3 pedals, and see, mm. we're great minds think alike. <laughs> when you win next oh, year's 24-hour yeah, Daytona in that car, there you can uh, you you can uh, spend some or splurge on that there. So uh, it's, that... yeah, I mean it's a very popular combo the V2.5 and the V3, but as you say, I mean it's a big jump from what we've got now to a direct drive and a, a better you know a rig that can hold a direct drive for one because if i put a direct drive on this play seat it's probably going to snap in half right so <laughs> yeah um but i'm saving so hopefully not too far away there you go absolutely and it's a big jump in price to, oh, yeah. to the you're talking like from club sport 2.5 to direct drive like another 500 to 600 bucks no. Yes, I mean, you, I mean, you can go way more than that. I mean, oh yeah, my team Veloce Esports—they've got a simulator in their HQ, and it's hundred thousand dollars. Wow! But I can go in and use it. It's fully motion rig. It, it's amazing to use, but you know, again, money. So here's what I'm going to sneak on you. So uh, did you, did they have like in your contract like you can't sit in the simulator all day? It's like you got to get out <laughs> of the simulator. Other people got to get in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, thankfully, I, I haven't got addicted to that extent. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> and it's, it's really physical as well. So it's really, you can't last more than two two hours to an hour Fair on enough. that rig because it's so strong that you're just sweating like crazy. But yeah, um, yeah it is good fun. I, I have to go back to uh, something you said earlier when you was talking about Laguna Seca. Did, did I hear that you say that you've actually driven on Laguna Seca? Yes, that was one of the tasks in World's Fastest Gamer. Oh, see, because was... I forgot to say, by the way, World's Fastest Gamer was it took place on the west coast of America. So we went through to the north of California all the way to the south. So we went to Vegas, we went to LA, Yosemite, Laguna Seca. We went all around over the course of the two weeks. So there's a lot of driving involved in terms of getting from one place to another. But, um, oh, mate, it was amazing. That's been one of my dream tracks that I've always wanted to do at least a lap it's... around. <laughs> that uh the corkscrew's cork gotta screw. be an absolute blast right there it's crazy so, i actually spun going over the corkscrew and <laughs> i was pointing up the corkscrew the wrong way around <laughs> that's an interesting feeling i'm sure sitting in there and then praying like yeah. oh god i hope nobody else is coming around this thing <laughs> that's it because if anyone did it would have been a monumental accident <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's a good way to put i still that. remember when uh not to change the subject valentino rossi moto gp rider uh-huh Oh yeah, he went in the corkscrew right there to pass somebody. He ran through the gravel from the top down <laughs> to the bottom of the corkscrew to make a pass. Nice, he pulled a uh, limey. Uh, what are they from IndyCar? Goodness gracious! Oh, I can't remember <laughs> there. I, but somebody else has done that before. It's just absolutely uh, bold moves that happened there. So I mean, that's got to be really hardest. cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, what what got you into sim racing? What game was it that that grabbed you and just uh, got you hook, line, and sinker there? I mean, the way it came about was I was um, I, I just finished racing and karting. We ran out of money, so I was kind of missing that competitive edge. I needed to kind of get something or fill that gap. So uh, I was walking through a computer store and I saw a rig, a GT Omega rig, the one I've got today going for like 250 pounds over in the uk and uh so about 300 bucks and Thank then uh, i bought that just i think the game i started playing was project cars one okay, um, nice. and i played that for a solid half a year before i started venturing onto other games like f1 gran turismo and uh yeah it all started from project cars really 
So what were some of the games that you were playing? Because I saw on the uh, the video there, it looked like F1 was some of the games because you had to qualify on the sim, correct? Mm-hmm. So you're you're playing different games. It's not just one game. They're not just sitting you down to iRacing. You're playing F1. You're playing uh, Gran Turismo. Am I, I said, correct? Of course, there? Uh... So the idea, the idea behind the competition was to invite 10 of the best sim racers from every area. So the best F1 player, the best Gran Turismo, the best iRacer, etc. And, I mean, out in the competition, we only really used R-Factor for the sim racing side of things. So in that particular area, maybe the competition could have been a bit more varied. Um, but, you know, the, the idea of the competition, again, was to find a racing driver from the gamers. So the main kind of concern for the judges was who was going to be the fastest in a real car, and not who was the fastest on a simulator, because that's not the prize. The prize is to be a racing driver. So... Um, yep. Yeah, we didn't. We only used R Factor, really. Very nice. nice. That's interesting. And I saw too that uh, they they supplied the uh, the wheels, the pedals, everything. So you're not getting to use your setup either, correct? That's right. They were all in sports rigs. They're about thirty grand each. Direct drive Leo Bottom oh, wow. uh, wow. wheel. Very cool rigs. So and then if uh, yeah, everybody's got to check out your YouTube page there because I was watching a video there. To uh, you lose it into a corner, man. And I don't know how you didn't just uh, your, your composure is just absolutely incredible. And I don't know if you you completely had that race, but you're just laughing about it. And you get back on the track and you just go on like nothing happened. It's just absolutely amazing to watch that <laughs> happen. Do you remember that uh, that race by chance? Which video is that? Uh, I think it was the like. So when you go onto the page, it's the top one there, kind of showing your uh, rundown of 2019. Oh yes, yes, I do remember that. It yeah, just, I, I mean, you're, it just looks like you're having an absolute blast up there, and that's it. it really, I, I'm sure, goes through and uh, just makes you that much more relaxed there and uh, kind of out of your head. Because I mean, I did endurance races, and like I told you here, uh, I, I'm practicing for Sebring myself. So uh, if you got any tips there, that that'd be great. <laughs> but uh, uh, I understand. I mean, it takes a lot. Of, you can get in your head really quick in one of those races especially in an endurance race and mm. what what is a 45 minute stint can feel like an hour and a half i mean so so really uh, how do you how do you keep yourself focused how do you uh stay calm in uh, a high caliber race like that well i mean you know hit me up after the podcast i'll give you a setup on that for sebring but oh I mean, my god nice <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not doing sebring unfortunately but i mean in terms of endurance racing uh funnily enough that's what i'm going to be doing in real life this year as well in the gt3 so it's the same skill set you just need to you need to be more conservative than in a sprint race don't get involved with anything sacrifice two seconds by letting someone pass you instead of completely wrecking your car and costing yourself minutes yep i think most human beings you know once we're in a rhythm you know you're in a rhythm like you're not going to be taken out of that rhythm until something drastic happens like a car spins in front of you or whatever it's just the ability to get into that rhythm really quickly without being distracted mm -hmm. that's the got that's the kind of aim with endurance racing uh lap after lap doing the same thing you know same lap times conserving fuel conserving tires all that kind of stuff um and more than anything practice makes perfect so if you oh, practice yeah. enough for it it should be fine I, I am turning sebring in my sleep right now i think uh, my I wife can came, she's like what are you turning your hands for i was like was i i just i just thought i was driving at sebring there for a second so it is <laughs> yeah, i mean you just turned so many laps but i mean 
that's, I guess, what puts you on another level is that you are able to sit down. Because I'm telling you, for the first five laps, I'm, I'm high, or holding on to that wheel as tight as possible. And mm. I'm thinking of everything that I've possibly, I, I could think of. And really, I should be thinking of the next turn, going into that one smooth and, and making it through. But that is the one thing, like you said, though, is keeping it clean. And that's what we have done, been able to do in these three that we've uh, done this weekend is keep it clean and people don't Good. realize how much that can can get you on the track well in road well, course racing a lot of it is how fast you can process and remember you know you you'll sit there and and it's funny because like how you said that you'll you'll be doing something you think okay turn 13 i mean just and, and you'll right. get it in your mind where you know every turn of that track and, and you just have it it's, it's it's just repeat 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 oh yeah until you yeah. get it down and hit your marks and and I know for me, you know, a lot of times when I'd be racing, I would find little like markers on the track. Like if there was a light pole or something right there, okay, this is where I need to break and get ready to turn in. Yep. It's just little things like that you can remember in your mind that will help you. Absolutely. And like the beautiful thing about endurance racing is you don't have to be the fastest to get a top result. Like at Bathurst, I was with a team called Go Team Racing and I Racing. We were in top split. And iRacing is not my strong form at all. And we were like probably the seventh or eighth fastest Porsche. And we finished second just from no incidents yep. and just consistency. So that is so rewarding. After a long race like that, it's massively rewarding. It, and you said it the best. Rewarding is a great feeling. Because I came in to that first one and, and I only got 3X out of the entire stint. Now, granted, it's an hour and a half race yeah. and two guys. But, I mean, for a first race to only get 3X... Uh, I felt great because uh, a lot of people don't, like you said too, is to have that uh, discipline to give up the position because these guys are racers. And mm. you know as well as I do, you've been in some accidents. I'm sure you've had a guy come into you when they shouldn't because you were going to give the position and they thought you were going to race them for it. But you're yeah. more disciplined to realize, hey, this two seconds is easier to make up than the two minutes that I got to tow that I've got to repair my car, that I've got to do, you know, whatever it is. So, I mean, uh, I, I think discipline really uh, is where you can carry that. And I think, uh, and tell me if you agree with me, that discipline is going to help you tremendously getting onto that real track in that car. Definitely. because I mean, iRacing, I struggled with it when I first went into sim racing because you have to be so patient with everything. You know, you have to let people pass. You can't afford to have an accident because the I rating will go down, etc., yep. etc. Et you have to deliver on a qualifying lap. Otherwise, you'll start in 10th position and then you'll be in an accident certain. <laughs> I just couldn't get to language. grips with it. So <laughs> over the years, it's kind of taught me to be very patient, um, which is a good thing. As you say, going into real life, you don't want to be, you know, like a maniac into turn one because if you ever crash it's going to cost a lot of money <laughs> right. so that's the difference whereas online it doesn't really matter too much exactly there so i mean really yeah you don't want jensen coming to you and be like hey man you're a good guy and all but uh you're costing me millions yeah, you're tearing that, up uh, too much stuff <laughs> that mclaren's not a cheap car <laughs> there so do you have a a favorite simulator you said i racing is not one of your top suits so uh which which one do you if you're uh, streaming and you just want to sit down and have a good time, what are you hopping on? Uh, I'd say my most uh, competitive, what I'm competitive on, uh, would be Formula One. Uh, it's not a simulator, it's a game I know. Yep. Uh, in terms of enjoyment, I'd say Assetto Corsa. Uh, recently, I've started playing the Assetto Corsa Competizione platform. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think it's brilliant. 
and it's the official game for the championship I'm driving in in real life. So oh, nice. I've heard, I think I'm going to be a character in the oh, next year's incredible. update, which is sick. That would so. be so awesome. <laughs> So you, oh, no. you can hear it's just the joy. Uh, like, that would be all so your cool. friends or are, are, are you call mates, I'm sure, but they better be picking you. If they don't pick you, there's some big betrayal back there. <laughs> so, they're not my mates, are they? Exactly right. <laughs> I'm going to buy it just so I can race as you. <laughs> exactly. So uh, <laughs> iRacing, do you, you, you run uh, the McLaren, I'm sure? Uh, it, it depends. I, you should try and run the fastest car, to be honest. I'm with you. fair and yeah I'm with you there because uh, I know like the prototypes and different stuff like that you probably hop in one of those there but uh, mm-hmm. if you don't what I'm gonna do is I'd love to get a paint made for you so you can run that bad boy just to to look like you did because that livery have you seen that that he's oh, got on his amazing. car yes it looks just like it not just like because it's hard to replicate an F1 on a, a McLaren uh, car there I did see but that. Uh, to look like Jensen Buttons from that uh, is it Braun. Was that? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. What? What an incredible, incredible look Which there. Which Braun is actually what Silver Arrow Mercedes is now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? But no, it's a, it's a, it's a really nice livery. Obviously, reminiscent of Jensen's glory days. Um, and I show it, it kind of shows you how integral or involved he is within the team. So hopefully, I'm going to be seeing a lot of him throughout the season. I just had a brilliant idea. Speaking of Jensen cool. Button. And you're talking about his library. I always remember on Jensen's helmets, always on top, he's got the JB painted on top of his helmet. See, your initials uh, are the yeah. same. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put the JB on yep. top of the helmet there. Or, get, or somewhere like that. He's getting it ordered right now. I can hear his tape. We're in that. the process of designing the helmet, so I'll, I'll think about that. Next thing we're going to oh. get is a message like, checkers and records, what do you think about a sponsorship? <laughs> I need a helmet made. <laughs> no, that, uh, I mean, you just seem like a really down-to-earth guy, man. Yeah. I mean, just an absolute blast to talk with here. Um, so, uh, I, I, I won't keep you too much longer. I think uh, I only got a couple you got a couple, couple more minutes to answer a couple more questions. Yeah. No worries, man. Absolutely. So, uh, what do you think the, uh, the best, the, uh, let me see how I worded this. The best thing about the worst simulator out there. And then the worst thing about the best simulator out there. Kind of an interesting swing on things. That's kind of twisted. Is that in terms of the game or the equipment? Uh, when you say equipment, like you're saying, like the uh, the software stuff like that. I mean, do you mean the wheel and the pedals, or do you mean the actual? No, the actual game there. So, like the yeah, physicalities okay. of the yeah, game. Yeah. So people that are looking in, like, man, I think sim racing. I want to give it a try. Give them the okay. give them the lows of the high, and give them the highs of the low. There, nobody ever does that. That's. Interesting question. <laughs> um, Assetto Corsa is the best simulator, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'd say the worst thing about it is that it's not recognized enough, it's not promoted enough, and there's not enough competitions on it, so not many people play it. Sure. Um, I'd say the worst <laughs> simulator out there. Um, you don't have to get yourself in trouble, because I understand you're on a big uh, league here. So you don't have to name it, but what is the best thing about that worst one? I yeah, so you. I'd say... That yeah, way if a sponsor they, comes they, down the line for you <laughs> later on the road, they're not going to be like, you <laughs> trashed me on that podcast that day. Yeah. They openly admit it as well. They're not a simulation. I think it's Forza Motorsport. Um, but the best thing about Forza, Forza Motorsport is they appeal to the mass market and they have great tournaments and esports comps. They do. So 
they inject a lot of money into it. Microsoft obviously inject a lot of money into it. And there's great competitions for it that a lot of people watch. So although it's not, you know, anywhere near real life, it's still, you know, it's more popular than a set of Corsa. So something's not quite right there, is it? Right. No, you're exactly correct. And, and he hit that perfect because, you know, it used to be Gran Turismo was the, the game to go to. Mm-hmm. And then Forza over the years has taken that throne, but it takes... 10 years for Sony to come out with the next Gran Turismo, so I think that's why they kind of lost it. Yeah, yeah. Gran Turismo are on the rise again, which is good. Um, But, yeah, I mean, again, not really a simulator, more of a game. Right, right. I'd say there's like a a category, you know, iRacing, R-Factor, Assetto Corsa, then there's a line, and then there's everything else. Okay, and then, because I think uh, most of your professional guys are going to, like you said, they run R-Factor, and it's like a professional version of it, so... Uh, a very yeah. like amped up that's what felix said he ran right exactly so uh that, that's a uh uh an interest because i'd like to try that because uh we talked to a lot of dirt guys on here um All right. but it seems like uh a lot of your your professional drivers as yourself like we he said felix rosenquist uh they they like the r factor that's what you guys are are using that's what you're familiar with but kind of that's- again it goes to that uh, popularity thing because i think iRacing is a lot more popular then R factor, correct me if I'm wrong there. No, you're right. It's because, you know, the racing, you can race a lot more on iRacing because there's the official races and all that kind of stuff. I'd say, um, I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, set of course is the most realistic. Everyone has their own opinion. A lot of people say R factor is. I don't agree with that. But what I was going to say was obviously, you guys deal with a lot of dirt stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in World's Fastest Gamer, we drove, as one of the uh, tasks or the, in the competition, we drove a dirt sprint car at merced speedway i saw uh, i was looking at a clip of that one too yeah that had to be oh go ahead. my god man <laughs> was it winged? horsepower was it Jesus winged Christ. did it have yes. a wing on it yeah oh so it was a 410 probably oh man and they're a it handful unbelievable and you know it's that was the most scary part of the competition you're sat <laughs> in a position like you're on the toilet it's such a weird seat position <laughs> yeah um and it stinks. It's so hot. It's ridiculously fast. Like, I was, I went around the track two times before I even put the throttle down. And when I put the throttle down, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, something slipped out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. It was so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's more than dirt on the track at uh, that point. Yeah. Had his brown pants on. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, uh, if you watch the drive to survive, Kevin Magnuson, because he runs for Haas, right. he gets a chance to come over here at Eldora. And he runs in that, and he says the same thing. He's like, man, that thing was wicked. So, I mean, those sprints, yeah. they do. The power-to-weight ratio is a little different than the uh, the McLaren, I'm sure. So I have oh. to ask, <laughs> you know, with you being a racer, race fan, everything like that, do you ever consider coming over to Indy 500? Yeah, sure. I'd love to go and watch that race one day, maybe. You know, now the real racing career is kind of kick-started. I'd love to race in it, obviously, but that's a different kettle of fish. But it's definitely on the bucket list. See, One day I want to go and watch the Indy 500. And I love to hear that. You know, a guy coming from not an oval background saying he would love to race in the Indy 500. Right. Because you see so many guys coming over here now, transferring over to IndyCar, but don't want to run the ovals. I mean, mm. Indy 500 would have to be... Just, uh, I, you know, not to. So sound. That's the race, isn't it? Y- yeah, it is. For, yeah. for us, it is. Yes. 
So, yeah, that is, uh, I mean, and now, I mean, it's like, like, it's like your version of Le Mans, isn't it? It's just massive. Ex- yep. It is. It is. <laughs> it really is. And uh, it, it's paired up uh, against Monaco, really. Yeah. So Monaco runs six hours after the Indy 500 or 12 hours after that gets over with. So it's a day yeah. of uh, a good party and racing there out here. So, uh, I mean, you, you talk about your, your career getting kickstarted and everything. What's your, I mean, do you see yourself staying in sports cars for a while? Do you want to give F F three F two F one a try IndyCar? I mean, what what do you what do you see? Obviously, I mean, you're you're gonna focus on McLaren right now and what you got going in that team. But uh, do do you have a uh, an end goal of a series you'd like to see yourself running? Uh, not specifically. What well, I mean, obviously, sports cars is where I'm starting out now, um, and that's amazing in itself. You know, single seaters has a more glorious route, of course, because there's Formula One, there's IndyCar. Um, but to be fair, there's already a sim racer out there on that journey, and that's Igor Fraga. I, I'm guessing you would have heard right. of him, mm-hmm. yep. and he's going to be in F3 this season. Uh, so, you know, he's on that journey. I'd love to be on that journey as well. But there's a, a genuine opportunity for me to go and make sports cars work. You know, do really well in the first season, retain a drive for the next season, maybe end up at somewhere like Le Mans. Uh, or, you know, there's plenty of drivers that have gone from Le Mans to Formula E, so there is a route into single-seaters that way as well. So I have quite high aspirations, but um, I don't want to run before I can walk. Absolutely. Right? No, I, I completely understand that there. So, I mean, I, I look forward. I'd love to see you over here running a 24-hour race at Daytona. That they just awesome. uh, recently announced IMSA uh, is going to run here in Indianapolis. Yes. Uh, so we get a – is it a six-hour race this it's first time? It's a six-hour race, and they're only running the uh, GT classes. They're not running prototypes here. Right. So, uh, I mean, a lot of things. I, I think that's that uh, IMSA class over here is getting a lot bigger. Obviously, over there, it's uh, WEC, correct? Yes, that's okay. right. Okay. So, uh, and, and I, I think they're working together to kind of not merge – but allow it to the drivers, make it a little easier for you guys to run in both series from what I've seen there too. So, uh, man, I'd, I'd love to see you over here in the States, but we'll definitely be watching you on TV there, man. Yes, so, sir. uh, we got everything. Yes. We got, your... I've heard you can, every race is being covered on the sky sports F1 channel. So, um, this it's definitely accessible to watch. That is, I, we will be watching for you. I'm going to be running uh, as long as you, you are okay with a slower guy running, that uh, beautiful paint of yours. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it off there. Cause, of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 free publicity. There, hey, there you go. Absolutely, and I'm gonna absolutely name drop now. That uh, hey, we got a, we got a famous guy, and uh, he helped me with Sebring. So now, I guess at that point, I gotta come out and show up for you. And I can't do these, uh, these uh, two o ten or two tens, two o eights that I'm doing. I gotta, I gotta push. Gotta it. Now I'm in, it down. A, I'm in the AMG. I'm running the AMG right now, so I'm in the lowest okay. class. But hey. Hey, I'll, I'll push it up there. I'll get it up there for you. I'll I'll, I'll prove you prove to you that I'll believe uh, I believe in you, man. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, man, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you. I can't can't thank you enough, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, we got a link to your YouTube. We'll get a link to your uh, your Twitter, your Instagram there for you. Uh, anything else? Any sponsors you want to give a shout out to right now? You, the mic is yours, sir. Okay, so here we go then. Uh, now, nah, obviously. It's going to be a great year ahead with my team, uh, Jensen Team Rocket RGN Motorsport in the real world. But in the esports world, Veloci Esports are where my kind of loyalties lie. F1 Esports is a big thing I want to get into this year and hopefully race in it, hopefully win it. 
So, um, yeah, let's see what team I'm going to do that with. It's going to be an exciting year. There you go. Well, hey, we'll be uh, watching you, like we said. Can't wait to uh, to like it's, it's like at a game. like I know that guy. I know, I know right? That guy. He's on TV. <laughs> I know that guy. I've talked to him. That's awesome. He man. was on Checkers and Records. <laughs> exactly. We talked to him. <laughs> so, man, thank you so much. Can you tell everybody who your favorite podcast is right now for this moment, at least? Uh. What, in terms of the podcast you guys have done or what? I thought you were going to do it really good. <laughs> I thought you were going to nail it there. I should just cut you off now. Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll get out of it. Don't worry. <laughs> so <laughs> let's try that again. Do you, do you have a favorite podcast at the moment? You know what? It's funny you say that because it's probably the Checkers and Wreckers Live podcast. There it is. Thank you so much. That's incredible. That just you, makes James. us feel so good. We got a favorite driver <laughs> too. So we'll be watching for you, James, out there. And uh, Cheers, guys. I'll be chatting with you. Is uh, man, just thanks so much. You're a great guy. I yep. can tell that. Good luck this season, buddy. Stay Good. safe, Thank and you guys. as I Good say, to speak to you. absolutely. You drive fast, shift hard, we'll and you keep the rubber on the we'll road. <laughs> Thank you Try so much, sir. See you later, guys. Later. What a fun one, there, James. What a that was uh, awesome. Absolutely, what a great guy. Awesome. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch him race now. Oh, absolutely. And, and really that livery, I can't talk about it enough. That was such a sweet looking car. Uh, I'll, I'll get a picture up there of, uh, what his car is looking like. So really, uh, just kind of charges us up for, uh, for, uh, I was going to say, it, so, it charges me up because now, you know, I, I know racing. I'm running the same setup as the, the, the <laughs> fastest sim racer. <laughs> that just, I didn't expect that. Like I expected like take it easy and uh turn three or something like that you know but uh man and he said he wasn't running uh uh on or this year at sebring i should have asked him like well hey man if you got a couple hours you want to throw down a stint i got an opening for you so right and that was uh that was fun there <clears throat> excuse me so uh uh that was we, awesome oh yeah and so we could we could uh flip into there real quick so uh smk racing little uh dirt new dirt league out there looking for some uh drivers yeah so uh the umps you don't want me out there in a ump yeah, i'm not doing the <laughs> no way no how uh but uh they've partnered up there with cwtv getting the name out there so hop up with them and uh check out smk racing that logo is up there in the corner there i did that up myself and it's not the uh the the best looking thing in the world but hey, we'll get a a face to the name there as uh, they're trying to grow. And I was watching them because a few of them running uh, the Dirt Renegades there, and uh, they were they were putting it down, man. They were quick and uh, just really doing it good there. And uh, speaking of that, did uh, are, have you heard yet about the uh, the Wobbly Arrow and uh, BW Sports Connection? I have. I'm excited for this, like. I look out there and it just looks a little cold, and I can't wait for it to warm up. Number one for racing. Yeah, but, I'm ready uh, to get to the racetrack. But I, I'm excited to uh, to learn a little archery and uh, and uh, have some fun with uh, Jimmy Knees over there at the Wobbly Arrows. Speaking He's... of getting to the racetrack, you know what's going on today? What's that? Newcastle's practicing, baby. Are they really? Carts. So they, they carts got them are out at Newcastle and, today. They're burning them. So if uh, you got a cart and you're looking for something to do today and you got the itch and want to get out and get on the loud pedal, haul that bad boy over to Newcastle. They're running. I've seen some motorcycles out there, so you know people have the itch and everything like that there. So uh, uh, I know I always did, man, when, you, we, when you'd sit there on wintertime and work to get your, your cart ready for the next season. And, you know, you, 
you go out in the garage every day and you just look at it. It's like, <laughs> right. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then as soon as you can get to the track, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, after a certain amount of time, you're like, man, there's nothing else I can touch on this thing. Oh, no, you always find something. <laughs> I mean, you'll, oh, you'll go over. Oh, this piece of tape needs to. Uh, you'll go over it a million times. <laughs> That's good there. You'll so. lie in bed at night thinking about, did I tighten that bolt? <laughs> right. <laughs> goodness gracious it is it's like a, a kid because i and since we're kind of like on the sim race and stuff we'll give our man brooks trammell a shout out absolutely leading the points in the pricks of pavement series ahead of dcj yep we're gonna come down that's gonna be a heater uh i think brooks started 13th last night in pricks of pavement and brought it home to a fourth, fourth place finish. yeah that's what i saw there so at uh oh what track i can't think great plains it's, it's the one with the open it's just a bull, little bull it? ring it's yeah. three eighths mile and i mean you're constantly turning the whole time <laughs> i can't stand that track is it oxford plains oxford plains that's right yeah exactly once you said that i got it yep <laughs> you gotta switch that uh oh you, it's a fixed setup i was gonna say the stagger move a little stagger yeah that's what jp did that day and i was like oh dude this is getting me dizzy like i'm just sitting here going uh. i'm a sprint car guy now <laughs> you love that and today is slide job sunday 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 and that's right it is a slide job sunday with monsters of dirt on sr tv because i was gonna what we only got like two weeks of the the season left so uh, maybe three like maybe three Two or three weeks of this season like left. And, uh, so we'll have uh, the 305s and the 360s kicking off tonight for Slide Job Sunday. And I'm terrible. It opens at 7.30, doesn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I and, always uh, think it opens at 8, and then I end up late. I'm, I'm, I've been running turn laps in the 410s. I like them. They, they got some. Like, I like them. I can only imagine getting out in one of those, like James was saying, because I got in one of those on iRacing, and I thought to myself, oh! Oh my God, I'm puckering up there. Going, oh no. I'm going to go into the stands. I was at USA running 410s, and I, it's like, you know what? I, I want to practice in these just to see how they are. <laughs> and so when I first went out, I put the wing on about five, so I would give you a little downforce. First couple laps were not good, and then I started getting the hang of it a little bit, run a few laps, getting them down, start taking wing out of it. By about 10 laps, I had the wing to zero, and hammering her down yep and feeling good and that's the the fun thing and I'll, I'll kick back to this endurance stuff real quick but first i gotta say yeah here come the rooster <laughs> he's in here how you doing rooster justin rooster but uh no in the uh endurance racing what i was talking to Ariton about because he was like what's going on man because i was i was practicing and i was hitting like 206 207 which not fast I'm not bragging but i was consistent i mean i was hitting those times just boom 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 and then we get in the race, and I dropped a 210. And number one, I'm, I'm not wanting to smash the car. But the second thing is, I was like, what's really weird is hopping into this car 45 minutes in. You have felt it progress for 45 minutes. I'm getting this car completely different than what I practiced on. It's it's like, it takes you a couple laps in to get used to And the to track's that. different by that time, too. Well, I mean, you practice enough that you feel about any condition that that track, for the most part, is going to Well, gonna I mean, it's going to get more rubber laid down. Well, right. But like I said, you've ran 300 laps in practice because what got us into this was, I think it was Friday night. We look <laughs> we look up and we're doing, it's been like three hours. Air biscuit. Three hours. We've been running. We've been sitting in there just 
turning laps. And we're like, man, we might as well just do this. I mean, if we're going to practice. I mean, at that point, we got it down. And I was so nervous taking because my crutch, man, is that driving line on a road course. You'll see it when I go to hop on a broadcast every now and then. I'll forget to turn it off, and it'll be on a dirt oval. And somebody's always commenting, like, what do you got the line on for? Well, the nice thing about road course racing, after, you know, some laps get turned on the track, it'll develop a black line, and that's that's where you run. Right. Yeah, uh, you, you just follow right. the black so line. So if you ever had a question on, like, a, a good line, exactly. You that's just figure out where, where, and it's it's grippy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's laid it down exactly. So uh, that's where it's all rubbered up, and you know, hit your apex, and and you know, you you've been doing good, man. I, I I'm I'm I think it's cool. I want to get in and start doing some of these endurance races with you. That's one thing I haven't done a lot of in i racing yet. It's road course racing, and that's my background. It takes a lot because you you have to start off in those Mazdas. And the Mazdas, yeah, those things suck. They don't, but for the first five laps, they do, or for the first three laps. And so it takes me five laps to get tires, and when it takes other people two or three. But it uh, uh, once those tires come in, you got more control, you you feel it better. But it, it is hard because a lot of people step in them, and they take a couple out laps, and you're smashing it. Yeah, you're like, man, no, I don't like this at all because it feels like a truck. It feels like a Pro Light two. Is what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of grip the first few laps. Oh, no, once, and it Once sways. you get the tires warmed up a little bit, it's not bad. It, you can sling it in there after after that, but, I mean, it's definite. It's not. I like the Radical SR8 better. You're not. Yeah, exactly. You, you, the step up, like even to the, the Mustang, is is a. Rooster says the MX-5 is awesome. The what is it? The MX-5. See, I was going to say a lot of people like it. Now, I, I don't mind it. It's got to be at a. Uh, there's some certain tracks. Like, I won't run it at Laguna Seca. <laughs> I don't think the MX-5 is fun for me at Laguna Seca. I'll run about anything else there, like the the Cadillacs, BMWs, right. IndyCars, you know, F1s. But the MX-5 is a little... that uh, The corkscrew has uh, eaten me alive way too many times in the MX-5 on that. So Well, and, and, and you know, I really didn't give the MX-5 a fair shot because when I did to turn some laps in, I had my big nascar wheel on for like yeah my you gotta do like stuff. an open wheel one so i gotta get like my uh i got a gt wheel that i can put on there and run with that and... right so uh that's uh <laughs> that's interesting he says screw laguna seca that's <laughs> you don't like that one it, what, it's it's <laughs> laguna seca is a driver's track man i mean you know you really got to hit your marks on it and like I said, that's personally one of my favorite circuits in the United States, besides Coda, of course, right. and Road America. But it, it has a little bit of everything. You know, you got some blind turns, you got some off camber turns, you got the corkscrew. The blind turn, corkscrew is a blind turn. You come no, up that hill uh, and it's no, like, oh, I, I got to break, I, I got to break, I got to break. And then, uh, what is it? Is it turn? Would it would it be turn fifteen? Is the agree last that, turn? The very last turn as you're coming on to the main straight. I mean, you're on the binders hard to get her woed down, downshift her to about first or second, get her through there, and then hammer down again. But I, yeah, I love Laguna Seca. Yeah, and, and it's it is a fun track at some points. But uh, and, and I do, I disagree with that. Why it, it's a fun one, but what, I'm not saying it's not fun. I just don't think I it's don't the like best. when I'm running two different things in the same week and then they change the course. Like <laughs> one's the NASCAR course, the other one's the the GT3 right. course or something. It's like uh, I just blew through that one. 
<laughs> no, I got a, like now with Laguna Seca, I couldn't do the smaller course. I got to do the international. I got to stick with that one because anything else is just going to throw me off now. So, uh, and if I do one more of those and get up, we'll, we'll be above. And I, I do progress here because it's the end of week 13. This is our second week 13. Yeah, I don't, I don't like when they have these like weeks we're, like this. We're in it now. So uh, this is like our uh, – it's our second, but I'm going to say it's our first, like, real official week 13. And I did a little uh, uh, figure eight racing. That was – it was interesting, but it just fell off. Like, nobody's doing it now. They're like, no, sports cars and figure eight ain't meant to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a figure eight race every now and then. Hey, that's fun, man. That's a, that's a good time. Just maybe not the, the GT or – I think they should start like a uh, the asphalt super late models figure eight. Let's go crash them up. The SK mods. I mean, uh, that's what I they do. do that it'd mods. be like the speed drum. <laughs> well, kinda. Little that's bit. what I that's what I pictured when I when I saw that at first. I'm I'm picturing in my head all oh, the SK mods, man. Except they're not speed drums. Not as open wheel as the SKs. No, no, I'll give you that. They're a little more closed off. Kind of have to be, but uh, the front tires are open on the speed drum cars, but the back tires are closed in. Yeah, open-ish. They got the the tube not around them, but they they, well, they block got the them sheet in. Metal. No, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, exactly. They got it's like the the big old smoke Marlboro car, right? But without the big old smoke Marlboro wing. <laughs> I forgot about that. I will that. never forget that. So uh, I was displaying right here. You could see my hand waving over this beautiful flag here. Big shout out to Gruntworks Custom Woods for getting that done and throwing that out there. And uh, man, what a what a company there. Veteran owned, veteran operated. He does that all by hand. And like, they're beautiful. I it mean, that's is. a beautiful sign. I said it's smooth, it's sleek, and it is sexy. The it black is. and white sports ones is incredible. Oh, absolutely. And he did. I mean, there's other ones that he's done. I, I love, if you, if you like art in general, just follow the page. Because just seeing his pictures of what he does, it's like, man, that is fantastic. That is a beautiful piece of work there. So uh, check out Gruntworks Custom Woods. And... Uh, uh, just just look what they got going. If if you want to look sharp at the track, if you really want that uh, that hauler to just pop when you're in the pits, that's what I do. I throw one of those on there, travel it along with you, and then when you get home on the off season, you throw it in your your uh, your race room and you have some fun with it and you giddy up. And or if you have just a business, I mean, you know what what better way for when somebody right walks into your business have present yourself with that. with that very well put there trucks at ism was all right i could see that i could see that speaking of trucks some fun news coming out of the checkers wreckers world we're uh we're officially now like pricks of pavement I, i'm not going to say it's not official on the asphalt but it is a dirt league but now we are uh together with the uh, east coast racing series yes with their thursday night uh uh truck series so thursday night you uh you can come out race some trucks uh i know you're a little busy with work during the week uh at this point so you might not make them here in the next coming weeks or so but uh i try my best to get in those races i'm not fast we saw that this week as i was getting blown by and then i realized like you know, like i told nick afterwards the owner it's like dude i apologize because i was just causing not problems i'd caused him to lose the lead because the dude in second saw it and he, he said a pick. <laughs> like, hey, I mean, it's part of it. 
But it is. I was letting off to let people buy. And especially through road racing and doing this now, I realize you can't do that. No. But like that's like in officials, that is what I've gotten to the point. Like, all right, dude, if you're gonna race like that, I'm just gonna let off because this position ain't worth it to me. It's like uh like James was saying, man, I'd rather lose the the two seconds here, but on a dirt track when you're doing a dirt oval, not an endurance race, that two seconds, man, you just lost the race. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the unfortunate <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing. I mean you you were talking about that last week there is but And uh speaking of trucks, I gotta give a big shout out to Dustin Hall. Yes. He did me a, a a rap for my truck. I haven't got to race it yet, but uh, it's sexy. Absolutely. And, and he got the uh, the little uh, helmet sponsors mm-hmm. going out there. So uh, if you run in real life and you're on a nice little checkers and wreckers uh, helmet. Uh, a visor, visor decal. Yep, visor decal there. You can uh, get with us on that. Or uh, if you want to run it on iRacing, he sent me the, the file there to say, hey, throw it on your helmet on iRacing and I have some that. fun. So uh, I'll I'll shoot that over to you, and uh, we'll get that on there because well, he does a great job over there, Dominator Designs and IRAPS. <laughs> I, I you know we can't thank him enough for everything he's done for us. No, we got the nice little uh, the the new logos and everything, and which is... I mean Chubbs does a lot for us too. Oh, absolutely, I mean, yeah. So I mean everybody that we've been involved with and this journey's been awesome absolutely halo halo brian hello there wax on wax off (laughs) i say that every time like on the broadcast it just comes to my mind i see him and it's like oh that's what i want to do and you wouldn't think his name would get you tongue-tied but it does when you're trying to say that fast so uh we'll we'll hop over we'll touch on a little bit of f1 breaking news there is an interesting situation with the illness or the the virus going around is Bahrain is going to be a closed-door race. That means no spectators in the fe- or the, the crowd. None. It is all TV. None. They don't want a single person there. So uh, really an interesting... Uh, I, I, think, I think we're setting ourselves up here for failure, folks. I mean, to, to take that away, you're going to kill the economy. I mean, you know... Bahrain, not saying that you know you don't have a lot of oil money and stuff like that there, but all these fans coming in and bringing money and everything like that, you're you're losing all that now. Well, and I'm with you, but at the same time, you, you do got to watch out for people's safety and stuff like that. And I understand that's that, a lot but... of world travel with an F1 team, and you got to watch out for the drivers and the teams too, because if one of these guys gets sick, they're out three or four weeks. So, uh, I mean, that that's a, a big – I think that is more of the play, in all honesty, is these guys saying, hey, I, I don't want to get sick. Because, you know, they're talking about for uh, March Madness and Final Four, television only. Really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean uh, – and, and you couldn't do it for too long. I don't think the advertising is going to pick that up, especially F1. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's just going to – I mean, they've already canceled the Chinese Grand Prix. It's going to sound – like, you're going to have to pump – uh, like crowd noise on a TV because it's just gonna sound. You're gonna hear all the squeaks of the uh, uh, as far as in a race, no, because you're gonna hear the engine. But a, like a basketball game like that, it would be so weird. You'd hear the ball bouncing. You'd hear him talking. I mean, that it'd be an interesting take, but it'd be a little weird, I think. And not to get too far into that, but it's like you know, it, it's like they're trying to scare us to live isolated or something. I'm gonna get out and do my thing. If I catch the damn coronavirus, I guess I catch it. 
You're supposed to outrace it. That's what we do. Well, you know, here. we do. We outrace it. <laughs> so, uh, but no, an interesting I'm take I'm going to do there. me another shot of 105 octane uh, jet fuel gasoline, and uh, it'll, kick the, it'll kick the coronavirus. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, and, uh, and I got a little lo- bleh, wrong last week about the uh, the Ferrari deal. Yeah. So uh, FIA came out, and they said something was wrong. But we settled, and we're not going to say anything else. I've seen that. <laughs> so then the teams are like, whoa, no, 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 no. Well, at least all of them, but, but Haas, Alfa Romeo, and uh, uh, Ferrari, obviously. So uh, uh, <laughs> those other teams come out, and they, they file a, a grievance or a grievance, uh, grievance or a uh, what, uh, protest, Appeal. whatever, against uh, Ferrari and say, whoa, if they did something wrong, you got to come out and say it. But uh, I agree. I mean, you can't just say, okay, they did something and we took care of it. <laughs> and that's what they're doing. It seems like that right now they're just lifting it and going. <laughs> seems to be a lot of that going on nowadays. <laughs> it's uh, unfortunate because a lot of people are thinking that uh, Ferrari, and, and I never would have thought this, and don't take me, you're going to think I'm crazy when I'm saying this, but you know, I've, I've read it where people thinking Ferrari might be seeing there the dark days and the end of F1. Uh, I, you know, to me, I, I don't think you can have F1 without Ferrari. And that's what a lot of those uh, things will say is, can you have F1 without Ferrari? I, I don't think you can. I mean, if you, if you do, you're just another series. Well, I mean, you still got your McLaren. You, got your... you do, but I mean, Ferrari's been there since the beginning. And I'm with you there, but uh, that's like having Indy car with no Penske, and and <laughs> right, but that's like what uh, Haas was saying. F one's a, a very expensive sport, and if we're not getting what we need out of it, I I'm not going to sit in this place much longer. A lot of these guys are businessmen, and I don't think the allure of their their car in F one is. I mean, people know Ferrari now. People, it's it's not the '50s where they have to use F1 as their platform to sell their cars. And I understand that. I mean, it's no different than a NASCAR. When it's you know, win on Sunday, sell, sell on, on Monday. Monday. <laughs> I mean, that that philosophy's kind of went out the door over the years. But still, I mean, I've I've been an F1 fan for the majority of my life, and I've always seen those red cars out there. Right, and I think without that, that's just not F one to me. And uh, I mean, they they need something, so we'll keep our eyes out there. Obviously, as uh, we are two weeks away now from the uh, the F one season yep. opener. And to skip back real quick, are we done with F one? Are we? Gonna go I got on? one more. Okay, thing. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So I was going to say, with that, we're in Australia. Yep, we're talking about Ferrari needing something done. And a possible person to fill that seat. We've talked about it before. Daniel Ricardo. He comes out and says this week or last week in testing that, uh, man, by now I should have had two or three titles. So, uh, I mean, he's dis- he's disappointed in himself. I don't think he's happy with no. Renault. He said he's, he's, he's open to contract talks already. So, uh, I, I think uh, C-Roll C- or uh, however the, the team owner, or not owner, but the principal, principal uh kind of uh sold him yeah i think he uh he sold him some nice uh oceanside property so if you're right if you're if you watch that uh and i'm I'm not trying to ruin anything so spoiler alert here 
But if you uh, watch Drive to Survive, oh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm not giving anything away. It's not crazy, but uh, um, I mean, he, he's pretty much talking about he had that opportunity to take that McLaren seat, and he thought Renault was going to be. So I think that right there, Cyril, or I, I apologize, I can't get his name there, but uh, he outsold Zach Brown. And got Daniel Ricardo, and looking back, I think Daniel Ricardo says I, I made a mistake. I should have went to McLaren. And and I thought he did when he made the move. I was like, "What's he doing?" I I you know you you were at Red Bull, which is a a, a team of capable of winning races, finishing on the podium. And I understand why you step away from. I understand, you know, too, but. I'm not going to leave a situation that's no different than, you know, in your job. You know, like my job right now, if I'm unhappy there, I'm not going to leave it until I find something that's equal or better. I'm not going to downstep. He should have stuck it out two years and just said, okay, you guys have, for what I'm going to get, you are the best possible uh, seat for me. I'm not going to go to Mercedes. I'm not going to go to Ferrari in these next two years. So I, I am downgrading. No matter how you look at it, even if you, you look at it as McLaren as they are right now, you are downgrading because Red Bull's going to be fighting for a championship this year. And he's he's looking in and thinking to himself, man, I wish I was in a Honda. I know he does. And uh, that real quick to, to finish up F1, Honda came out this year and said, man, or this this past week or so, and said, uh, our, you thought our engine was decent last year for F1? No, it's better this year. So they've got that year under them. They, and they, that's Honda. Honda's not going to take a beating for too long. But And they're feeling good, though, because they came in, and I don't think they expected the success they had in 2019. Hello, Mark. So now they're looking into uh, 2020, and they're like, okay, yeah, we, we got this. It's dialed in now. This was It was more dialed in last year than we thought, so we don't have to tune it, test it as much as we we were going to. And that, that Red Bull car didn't change – not a too lot. Too much. Not so a it's, lot. it's paired right there with that Honda, I think. And, you know, and you give it a little more power than what it had last year. Should, should Mercedes be worried? Uh, I wouldn't say they should be worried. I mean. The manufacturer, I think, yes. But I think with your drivers that you have at Mercedes, I think Albon may outperform Verstappen. And and with the Doth. We'll see what happens with that. Exactly. But uh, I, I do. I think Albon has a good chance to outperform Verstappen just because Albon's, Albon is a more technical driver. Where Verstappen is that uh, you got Prost and Senna I, I don't on a see, team again in my mind. I don't mind. see Albon outperforming Verstappen. If you look at Albon's average finishes with Red Bull compared to Verstappen's in that time, he outplaces him by two spots. So... And it's those those races though that Verstappen was going for him and wrecked with Leclerc, wrecked with uh, um, was it uh, um, Hamilton? I think he got into it with Hamilton one race. Yep. So uh, I mean that's that those are those races that he's against, but still Albon keeps it clean. Albon makes those passes in those he's. 
he's making those passes on the high side when nobody's making those passes. So you're going to do it clean because they don't even know you're coming. Yeah, but Sarah Larratt's going to bite him. And, and you're, you could be very right there. So, I mean, this year. you get up there and you're getting those marbles and you get the marbles all over your tires and then you're going to come into the next turn and the car's not going to be there for you. Right. And and we'll definitely, we'll keep an eye out there as he got one more year here to prove himself. They did sign him for the whole year. So, you know, with Red Bull, though, anything is they could move Kvyat or, or Gasly into that seat or change somebody up into it any day. So uh, you, you're never 100% set unless your name's uh, Max Verstappen, I think. Well, right uh, that's about any seat in F1. You're, you're not guaranteed that seat. I don't know if a lot of teams, because I mean, Lewis of... Is. They have a triple-A and a double-A team, but a lot of teams wouldn't pull a driver, I don't think, mid-season like Red Bull did and just said, hey, we can try this, especially it, a top tier. Um, It worked because you looked at what Gasly did afterwards with Toro Rosso and you look at what Albon did with Red Bull. That was the decision that probably should have been made up front. Yeah. But, I, I you know, and, and really I think we spoke about it early in the NASCAR segment that – uh. You know, I think Gasly, when he went back to Toro Rosso, a lot of that pressure was lifted, and he was just out there Comfort. driving. Comfort. And, and and he was putting some results in that Toro Rosso. Right. And this year's Toro Rosso looks sweet. It does, yeah, the Alpha Tori now. Yeah. So uh, that does, that uh, wraps it up now for, okay, so for F1. Going back real quick to the NASCAR segment, we forgot to talk about this. NASCAR come out this week and said they will no longer be using the five lug nuts. They're going to a one lug nut system yes. with an 18-inch wheel and tire. Mm -hmm. and, and we posted that on the Checkers and Wreckers page, and, and I've seen a lot of people that were totally against it. Yep. Yeah, and it's 50-50. It really is. It is. And I can kind of I, – I understand where you're coming from on that. But at the same time – I, I mean, I know it's just one lug nut, so if you mess it up, you know, the, the wheel's going to come off. We've seen it in IndyCar. We've seen it in F1. But I, I think from a safety aspect, I think the one lug nut will be safer. With the 18-inch with the wheels, I don't know how it's going to make the, the handling characteristics of the car change. But, I mean, it, it's little things they're doing to try to progress the sport. I mean... You can't. You're, you're not going to agree with everything they do. I, I didn't agree with when they put EFI in the car. I was against that. Uh, I, I don't agree with. You know, you can say whatever you will. NASCAR is a spec series, basically. The the bodies, just because they say Ford, Chevy, and Toyota, they're basically the same body. They they have to fit in that template. The only things that are different is the front end and the and the rear end. Mm -hmm. They're, they're changing those up a little bit and slapping some different decals on them. But they're all around the same tires. Uh, like we spoke before on shows, you know, the the Ford guys, the motors are all getting built by one shop. The Toyotas, they're all getting built by one shop. The Chevys, they're all getting built by one shop. It's not like it used to be when you had all the different motor builders. So, I mean, Love it or hate it, 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 it's the way that, you know, the sport's evolving, and it's going to continue to evolve, and it, it it just it is what it is. I mean, that's like people don't like the aero screen in IndyCar. Personally, I love it. I think it's, it's great, but hey. I think what a lot of people, it's the name of the sport is the National 
uh, Association of Stock Car Auto Racing. So They haven't been stock cars for years. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So at that point, I mean, that changed a while ago. So I mean, if you really want to harp on that, you know, it used to be the rules stated. It had to be uh, a production V8. The, the car had to be production with a V8 option. It had to be rear-wheel drive, and it had to be a two-door. Well, as soon as Toyota came in the picture, that all went out the door because they didn't produce a V8 engine at that time. They didn't have a rear-wheel drive car at that time, and they didn't have a two-seater or a two-door because the Camry was never a two-door. It was never a <laughs> V8, and it was never rear-wheel rear drive. So, I mean, it's apples and oranges. We can sit here and go back and forth all day that it's this, it's that, it's this. They're going to change the rules. It, 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 it is what it is. There's nothing you and I can do about it. So, I mean, just be happy that the, the sport's continuing because the the way motorsports and everything in general are going, in, in 20 years, we may not have no motorsports. I mean, and, and that's what I was going to say. I think they say it's for safety and stuff like that, which it is, but I think at the back end, it's going to take a lot of cost. I mean, you're going to be able to get rid of a guy. So that's a whole, not only salary, travel expense, food, uh, practice time. Uh, I mean, there's there we keep naming off stuff like that. That that expense just dropped at least one. I, I'm sure you might be able to do two because now. Well, and then two, you also could probably because you know when they when they come in after the race, you have the tech official right there that goes and checks the lug nuts to make sure they're tight. Now the wheel's on. It's <laughs> yeah. Now you don't need that guy either. No. So uh, I, I I do. I think at the end of the day, it's it's more cost. But and I uh, do too. I do too. So I mean, we'll see there. Obviously, uh, the cost of a lug nut wasn't holding them back, but uh, uh, it's it's the overall cost in that uh, that tire changer in his travel stuff like that. That it it just lowered. So uh, again, just kind of. Taking any bit of which you, you don't like to see, but at the end of the day, if you want to see racing become that what it used to be and become affordable, you can't have a team with 16 guys on it. You're going to have to do a, a, a six guy or, you know, I mean, you know, something like that. And, and I have to agree because somebody commented on that post that, uh, you know, you can't take away the. <laughs> There you go. I can't do it as good as you do. You're going to take that away, so now you just have that because this is that one lug nut coming on and off. And I agree. It doesn't make the pit stops as interesting. I mean, it's still going to take you, what, seven seconds to put fuel in the car? Right. But, you know, hey, like I said, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. Roll on and let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, you said it right there. Roll on. We got our final segment of the day here. A little IndyCar action here and uh, testing this week at Sebring. And uh, interesting results. The old Carlin crew topping up the charts on Monday with the old uh, F1 driver Felipe Nasser taking the top of the chart. And then Tuesday they come back. They got their Wheaties again. And Max Chilton puts it up there for Carlin in the top spot. So does Carlin have something figured out here on these road courses this year? Or are they going to send it in here? And uh, maybe we see uh, a rise, a second coming here of uh, Felipe Nasser. Possibly. 
I'm looking forward to what he can Matt do. Matt Nasser's a hell of a sports car driver, man. I mean, he could drive in an F1 when he drove it. He wasn't yep. terrible in there. So, uh, I mean, he, he was one of those guys going up against Juan Pablo, going up against Schumacher. So you had high-profile names when you're driving, and you were still putting it up there and, and you know, competing up there. So uh, it definitely we'll, we'll keep an eye out there. But the big news is he's getting his seat fitted. They reserved the number 48. The, JJ. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to happen. And uh, it does seem like uh, road courses, street courses are going to be his thing as he will be testing at Barber Motorsports. So, I mean, I'll, I'll lead it to you. You go ahead and take this. What, what do you think? I, I can't think of anything bad to say about this. I, I have nothing negative to say about this. I think it's great. Um, and, and, and like we've discussed before, you know, when Jimmy Johnson first come into the scene, his admirations were to be an IndyCar driver. Right. And everybody told him, no, you need to go where the money's at. The money's at NASCAR. And it was at that time. That's where IndyCar was going through their whole split phase. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure the, the passion's always been there for Jimmy to want to drive an IndyCar. And now he's going to do it. You know, he's at this point in his career where he's retiring from NASCAR. He's seven-time champion in NASCAR, won 80-some races, got nothing left to prove in NASCAR. So you know what? I'm going to go out and do what I really want to do, and I think it's awesome. I, I can't wait to see him in an IndyCar, and I, I, I think he'll be fast. I, I don't see why he wouldn't be. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he's going to shock a lot of people there because a lot of people are saying, man, this is a, a different car. I get that. And I understand it takes, uh, you know, a different caliber to drive separate cars like that. He can drive. I think he has shown that he is one of those guys that can he get come in. He from off-road trucks to NASCAR exactly. and won seven championships. <laughs> he can get in just about anything. He, he could probably get on a bike. I mean, he's been in dirt bikes. I mean, he could probably get on and switch Valentino Rossi and not pull the lap times that he's pulling. No. But make it look good. I mean, run up against Hamilton, maybe. I mean, that's uh, you're you're gonna have that's the same type of driver that that he is there. I mean, that's you're, you are a driver. Yeah, but so, I agree. I, I have nothing negative to say about. It. I'm I'm excited. I, I want to see what he can do, and, and hopefully, he gets in it and likes it enough to where he comes out and says, "Hey, you know what? I'm running a full season in IndyCar next year." I don't think that'll happen. But, just because of family, I, th yeah. I think he wants to be around. Yeah. So, but uh, but to get to you know to 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 have Jimmy Johnson in IndyCar and run street and uh, road course circuits is going to be great, and maybe that's opening the door for you know more people that were thinking about going the NASCAR route. Hey, you know, right? It gives them a, a look into that and say, hey, if he's if he's doing this and. And he's getting the back. Now, granted, these people aren't Jimmy Johnson. Right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, it had that stigma of danger. And they see him get in there at the end of his career. And if he can do something, yeah, it, it might open the door for some of these guys. I mean, it's 100% speculation. I mean, there's no facts on it. I'm just spitballing here. But, you know, could it possibly be setting up to where Ford makes a return to IndyCar? And maybe Haley Deegan ends up going the IndyCar route. I don't know. About I don't that think so. Right. Like I said, I'm just spitballing. She did get out of that car that time. It's like, man, this thing's got some downforce. Right. <laughs> it's got some grip. So, but uh, right now, 
You know, like they told Jimmy Johnson years ago, go where the money is at. I think the and money's NASCAR. still in NASCAR, though. I, I don't know. I mean, you figure this year for IndyCar, they have uh, 24 cars registered and entered for the full season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have... 33 or 34 committed for Indy. Is that the road course and or just the 500? I'm talking about just the 500. Because you'll get a few more cars for the road course right, than you would. Right. Because, the... uh, you know, Penske's going to run another car for the 500. And the road course. And the road course. Um, Andretti's going to add another one, I believe. My goodness. Um, and he Fernando's going to be in, in McLaren, another car for McLaren. Andretti was the one complaining. It's just so easy to come and bring a car to the track. Well, yeah, because you own um, half of them. Ray Hall, Letterman Lanigan, they're adding another car for the 500. We're, uh, I shouldn't say we are. Sorry, I didn't mean to rub this in. But uh, I'll be talking to somebody who's a uh, new third seat yes, driver tomorrow. Yes, what? Well, perfect. perfect <laughs> right? A little market. I'm, I'm super jealous that I don't get to be on the interview, but. I understand obligations he uh, he has. So. Right. Yeah, we get to talk to uh, Marcus Erickson tomorrow and talk to him about uh, his transition from that, uh, I'm not going to call it McLaren because it wasn't last year. No, I guess, uh, it was Arrow Peterson, Smith. Peterson Smith. Arrow Smith Peterson. Yep. So uh, that transition from them to the powerhouse of Ganassi. Uh, and, and, I mean, the I'm, I don't know if there's a stigma maybe above him because uh, that third Ganassi seat, has never been one of uh, uh, somebody's like, oh, I want to get in that third Ganassi one. Well, at, at one time there was four Ganassi cars. Well, and, and you only had two of them, though, that were, it's always seems that Ganassi's really a strong two-car team. But I think they, they got a driver here. I, I bet you uh, Erickson and, and Felix probably get along together fairly well because you, you heard Felix talk about Erickson when yeah, he was yeah. on here. And then, I mean, at the end of the day, Scott Dixon's not the youngest chicken in the the batch. So if you load your your weapon with Felix Rosenquist and Marcus Erickson, and this works out for you, that's your new Dario and and Scott. Dixon, yeah. I mean, it it really is. And if it wasn't for that wreck that Frankiti had, he'd still be racing with Dixon. And that's like you know, uh, when you ask me for some questions, that's why one of the questions I had in there is. Uh, you know, with him being with his fellow countrymen, right? Does that does that motivate you, or does it make it more of a, a rival? Right. I, I would think that they, you know, both of them being from the same country, they would motivate each other. In IndyCar, I think that'd be a motivation. Yeah. In F one, I think that'd be more a of a, a rival. Yes. Exactly, and it's an interesting way to look at that. But I, I do, I think they they work together well. They probably and they and that's what I would think because I mean, when we spoke with Felix. Felix seems like a really just down to earth guy, mm-hmm. and he really wants to succeed in IndyCar. So I, I told and, you and that you one. throw in Dixon too as a as kind of that mentor, and you got Frank Keaty still behind the scenes, right? He's still back there with. Fro- or, I mean, uh, so Felix. so Chip's got a powerhouse team, right? Absolutely, there. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'll never forget the day I talked to Marcus last year, and I just asked him, you know, what's it like you know, the, the difference between the cars and the smile he got on his face when he said, man, Indy cars are fun. I just knew right there he wants to be here. Excuse me. Right now he is focused on Indy car and 
he did what he needed to do last year to get this ride with Ganassi. And we keep going back to this topic. I think in IndyCar, Marcus is more relaxed. You know, being in F1 and being in that spotlight and having all that pressure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're under the microscope at all times, and you can be fired at any given minute. And now you're with Ganassi, though, so you are under a microscope again. But still, I mean, and and yes, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not. But going back, like we said, I I think he enjoys running the Indy cars. I think he's going to be relaxed. And I think you're going to see some good results out of Marcus Erickson with the Ganassi team. Right. I think him and Felix are really going to strive to push each other. And like I said, I think Felix gets his at least first win this year, if not several. You know what I was surprised that you didn't put on the the question thing? What? With your how big you like Kimi. It's like, what was it like being a, a teammate of Kimi Raikkonen? I forgot about that. Because he was coming after... off a, a title champ for that year, wasn't he? Yes. Or, after, no, he didn't uh, win the title no. that year before, but, I mean, two years. But, I mean, so, and Kimi's an interesting guy, so that's, uh, after I'm definitely going to ask. After I sent that text, <laughs> I was sitting there, and I was like, is there any? I was like, oh. That was like was the first Kimi. thing that came to my mind. I was like, man, I wonder. It's like, obviously, I want to know about Marcus, but what is it like? I mean, you are teammates with a a world-class driver world champion so now does that help you working with scott i mean because different type of person <laughs> just like a 180 100 180 right there but at the same time these guys are champions so they have that whatever that champion is in them that's what's going to be the same and you know uh dixon might not like to uh to enjoy himself like uh kimi does or kimi has been known to but uh, I don't think Dixon's as outspoken. Exactly, as <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and maybe he he feels a little less pressure with with Dixon than he did with Kimi because I, I I don't know at all. But Kimi doesn't seem like he'd be the best teammate in the world. Well, yeah. you, you look you look through the whole paddock in F one. Does anybody really like the, look like they'd be a great team? Lando and Carlos and Daniel. Those are the three. Maybe not Daniel Cardo because he's going to race the crap out of you. Yeah. On the, but I think Lando and Carlos, and you can tell. Yeah, I think that's the best together. pairing in the paddock in F1. And, 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 yeah, not only do you want these guys on your team, they're on a team together. So, yeah, I, I think, and that shows with their success from last year going on to this year, too. So, um, we'll see. Uh, we got that. We got that. I think that uh, – gets it what's it bring us to it brings us to this week's checkers and wreckers that's right i'm still catching it's still catching up to me there so this is the time of the week where you go to Vegas and you wait till I pick that record pick. And, and they're at Phoenix this week. It is. So it's not a far drive if you want to make your picks live. Right. And boogie on. No, I'm just joking. Hopefully I get it right this week. Like I said, doing a lot of research, I think. <clears throat> just catching up to me. I think um, I think I got something this week. I do. Okay. I do. So we'll start it out there. We'll go with the checker pick. And I'll tell you what, Toyota's been on fire at Phoenix. And uh, I think Hamlin gets the win today. He's running still on a uh, a solid, solid season so far, and he starts like third or fourth. So uh, it's going to be a, a tough one. I think Toyota's shown that they're fast here, and they won yesterday. Yep. 
And, and I mean, you can't go against the JGR cars. I mean, anytime they hit the track, they're 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 a contender. Yep. And Denny Hamlin, anytime he hits track, he's a contender. Hundred percent there. So yeah, I mean, that's a solid pick. Uh, myself, I went with. Uh, I I kind of took a stab at it. I'm gonna go with Logano. Okay. Even though I I I don't think the Fords have been as strong this week. I think the Chevys and Toyotas look a little bit stronger at Phoenix. But but you know you throw in Logano, like the guy or hate the guy, he he's a contender. Yeah, he he can drive absolutely. And I know if if Leo's out there watching, he would. Uh... Definitely be uh, chanting you on there, giving you the clap and emoji there. So uh, head to the records, and this is the time now where you head on over and make your bets here. I think you made a safe one this week. <laughs> we'll see. He starts a little farther back and on his second-to-last race here because they got the last one that will end it all. But uh, Jimmy Johnson, I don't think, has a good showing here. Like I said, a little rough qualifying. Uh, the Chevy's shown the speed, and especially, like you said, Hendrick. Um, but uh, he's going to have to tear through a lot of that field today, and he hasn't shown. I don't think he's got a win here since, like, 2007. Yeah, Phoenix isn't one of his it's, strongest tracks. It's been a while, maybe 2009. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I just don't think uh, J.J. Does, does what he needs to do here today. So a little disappointing showing here. And for my record, I'm going to take uh, – you spoke about him earlier. Mm-hmm. Clint Boyer. I, I like Clint. I mean, I, I like when he's up in the booth with uh, Joey for the Xfinity he, he's races. He's fantastic up there. He really is. And But just on the track, he just – it's like he has a black cloud just that follows him. <laughs> he's running. It's like he's uh, the guy running. Just I'm just here for safety right, right. now. Kapow! <laughs> he just has the worst dumb I did nothing luck. to get that <laughs> exactly now that's a good way to put it here so this is interesting here i'm looking up here at our dark horses we both got our rookie on here i'm gonna go with christopher bell just because he has won in the xfinity series before here mm-hmm. and uh i think he's starting like 13th mm-hmm. so a little outside of that top 10 i believe i could be wrong there but uh uh, I think he's going to have a solid finish here. Maybe even put it in the top five. All right. Fair enough. And he is in a JGR car. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, my dark horse, I went with uh, Tyler Reddick. Yep. Um, you know, he's he's another one of them young rookies. And uh, he, he, he hasn't been – he's been kind of quiet, but he's been doing top 15s. I mean, he hasn't had bad runs. So – I could I could see him putting a top ten today. Yep. So there you go. We think the uh, the rookies are going to have a good day. The the veterans are going to fall out here, and those uh, mid mid age guys are going to do it. We we stayed pretty consistent there with our picks, at least we did uh, age wise, if you will. So uh, that uh, sums it up today. Just uh, another big shout out to uh, the butt kicker gamer too. Can't thank them enough, Orlex. Yep acoustic treatment i love that stuff man it sounds so good in here it does and uh we're gonna get a little uh uh, bit out for them here so i got it all up but the doors here i just got to get the doors fixed and we'll get uh get everything out and uh show you guys guitar and amp over here so we can really give it a but i mean you can see it in here really professional grade acoustic uh treatment Treatment. yes so uh you want to get that race room sounding just perfect just tight on there 
Check them out over there. I'm and, doing- and let me tell you on the Oralex stuff, folks. I mean, they're, they're, you can get on eBay and, and buy this stuff. Not the Oralex stuff, but you can buy sound deadening foam or whatever. But uh, if something sparks up in your house, that stuff's going to go poof. <laughs> Igniter. Oralex is um, flame retardant. Flame retardant. So it's been, you know, sprayed with stuff to make it where it won't just go poof. Treated. Treated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. But uh, and, and then as far as the sound goes, it's this stuff's awesome. I, I love these right here. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to get some pictures out there. We'll take them to the barber shop. Yeah, and make sure uh, we get everything out there. Use them like they're uh, meant to be used. We'll be out at the uh, the racetrack with them this year, I'm sure, because uh, they'll travel with us anywhere we go. That's uh, just a big shout out to those guys over at Orlex. Speaking of racetracks, Ingles, and uh, is it two weeks? It's not far. He just posted that schedule again, yep. and it, that's just the the huge. Uh, jump there just get you all excited look at my wife posting on there tommy's wife here and it makes a huge difference and she has not one ear for sound she walked in here and she was like whoa that sounds it completely does completely different it's amazing there. so uh just a big shout out to them as they are on board with us and i'm gonna do it you know has nascar has they crank it up yeah so uh Obviously, for the CWTV, I, I got to do something like that. Yeah. I like that. I like the sound of the cars, especially with iRacing. You get a different sound in each car. So uh, we're going to do some kind of Oralex, uh presents, like, uh, I don't know, Oralex Acoustics. Turn it up. Oralex rev it up. There you go. There you go. So, uh, yeah, we'll have the new uh, Oralex edition into the CWTV broadcast. It's just a big shout out to them and what they're doing. And uh, just trying to think, make sure, uh, big shout out to John Wayne Buzzard. Oh, I say John Wayne, but uh, if you're going to First Financial, probably just ask for John Buzzard. Yeah. I don't know if you should throw the Wayne in there. Somebody but, hey. go in there. Hey, where's the Buzzard? That <laughs> Get him there. Check him out. If you got any financial needs, if uh, you're in a pinch, you need a little loan, maybe you're going out, you're uh, looking to splurge on your new vehicle. You just need a little help there from the bank. Hit up John Wayne and uh, speaking to new cars, Justin over there at Barber Ford up in Michigan. Give him a shout. Give him a call because you don't have to be from Michigan at all. You can you buy can get a delivered. car. Exactly. I mean, look at that. He'll make it work. He just uh, he doesn't like making money. Or if he nothing just likes else, selling cars. It I gives an excuse so. to go to Michigan and and, and, and sample some of those fine breweries they and have the, in Michigan. The spring, I'm sure it is absolutely incredible. We went in there in the summer last year, uh, and I didn't realize just how nice Michigan really is. Yeah, I was there two summers ago for uh, Rival Sons. It was a, a lake that we went to, okay. and man, I was just I've never been a lake guy, but uh, just. Uh, I really didn't. I've always it. been a beer guy, and let me tell you, Michigan's got some of the best breweries around. There you go. So uh, it's a it's a double whammy. You like uh, sitting in the in the the water out there, and then hey, you got to drive back. You know you don't want to walk, so hop on over, check out Dustin there, and just a big shout out to each and every one of you. Damn, right, Tommy, you got deep pockets. I'm trying to find them. I find the bottom of them real quick every day. <laughs> I know. I stick my hand in there. It's like, poop. That's like Stillwell was it last week or somewhere on there. He's like, yeah, well, we're not all rich like you, Howdy. I was like, 
Who said I was rich? <laughs> That's good. Hey, it's all good. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. We'll keep our fingers crossed. We're, we're working on it. But uh, so, uh, yeah, just big shout out to each and every one of you for tuning in there. And, and you, and you, and you, and you. Uh, look, I see you way back there. I see you. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, you right there. That's a nice little smile they got. It was. It was. So uh, just a big thanks to each and every one of you. We appreciate it. And uh, can't thank you enough for tuning in with us each and every week over here on Checkers and Wreckers. We had a blast. A big shout out to James Baldwin. Yes, for that, that was awesome interview. Absolutely. That was awesome interview. And uh, I know my favorite uh, GT, GT3 driver now, uh, without a doubt. Hopefully, like I said, he makes it over here. We get to see yep. him in the uh some runs over here if not maybe uh get on the the road with him in in some i racing maybe uh he probably does project cars on the the pc we, we might have to get oh, back yeah. into that uh those days oh another thing uh we forgot to mention uh i don't remember the date it's uh june something for the golf outing 19th is it 19th that monday we'll get that out there but uh yeah if you're in the indianapolis area and you're a golfer or you just want to come hang out and drive a golf cart or something get a team together the checkers and wreckers boys the black and white sports boys will all be out on the golf course i can't wait to see damon on the golf course that, yeah, it's gonna be pretty funny it's gonna be kind of funny to see you on the golf course i gotta be honest i play there. golf though okay, i'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying i'm great just, I hope they don't give me and you the driver's rights to the golf carts because they're going to have two races there. Right. Going, oh, boom, boom. <laughs> We're going to reenact Days of Thunder on the, on the golf course. <laughs> exactly. There's a look out there as uh, we'll be invading the golf course. It should be fun. I don't have the best swing in the world, but uh, I don't either. I have, but some, I have fun doing I was it. Say, I like the party. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> golf outing is always a good party. So join us in there if you're local and uh, want to have some fun. It's going to a good cause, the Scholarship Foundation for Broad Ripple High School. I got a 300-yard drive, though. I want to hear this joke. It goes about 100 that way and about 200 that way. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I play what you like to call Army golf. Right, left, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I point this way with a hole that way and then swing it onto the, the fairway. It's incredible. If I ever – I tried to do that before, and I hit it so straight that way, it's like – well, why can't I do that when I'm pointing the right way? When I first started playing, I used to do that. If the hole was that way, I'd aim that way. Until I'd, you I'd, nailed it straight I'd on there. i play to my slice. <laughs> right, exactly. you got to try it. It's like racing. you got to find your, your And group. then over the years, I, I you know, because back then I'd always try to murder the ball off the tee. Oh, Happy Gilmore, that bitch. Now I just kind of slow my boy, swing I mean. down. And <laughs> there it is. There if, you go. As long as I can put it about 150 straight down the fairway, I'm cool. Yeah, I'd have to throw it to do that. So <laughs> thank you all for joining in with us today. <clears throat> He's outie. Tommy boy, what do we do? Drive fast, shift hard, and keep the rubber on the road, baby.